Moon Podcast Escalation! everyone my name is jordan d white my name is chris sims and this is sailor business it's the podcast where we sit down with a friend and watch each and every episode of the classic 1992 seven run anime and talk about why it is that we love it so much it's my turn i didn't do it this week <laughs> that's right it is not me who did not watch the episode it is chris yeah I, i've i just explained how my week went to uh to jordan no and no guys. no yeah okay this is now just to, i'm getting I, to it i'm getting to the real reason okay good i was gonna say you are not <laughs> blaming this on a natural disaster no no no, no. i like here's what happened uh, my wife and i've kind of been cooped up all weekend uh we're totally fine by the way uh so far we've gotten is honest to god a light drizzle but everything's just been shut down in town uh, i live in north carolina for context <laughs> um and there but was a American, hurricane if this is for the future yeah uh <laughs> but american vandal season two came out on netflix and so we watched all of it today and finished about 20 minutes ago <laughs> so um i'm in for some surprises yeah as yeah. we watch uh the episode which is called it's episode 155 of sailor moon overcome your fear the jump to freedom very much looking forward to finding just, out how i can overcome my fear yeah just to spoil it for you really quick uh this uh-huh. is the episode where they defeat the circus uh a lot of stuff changes uh the miracle romances all break up everybody gets new loves it's pretty intense okay great that actually sounds like really fun to talk about and learn about on a this great podcast please don't be lying to me jordan i don't know <laughs> if i can take it if you're lying to me <laughs> I am telling you the truth. Uh, and if it seems in the course of the episode like I'm not telling the truth, just keep waiting. It all happens at the very end. Why do you why do you lie to me <laughs> specifically? This time you earned it though by not watching, right? I mean Yeah, okay, that one's on me. So to help us out with that, and specifically, I guess to help me <laughs> this week. <laughs> Uh, we have invited a very special guest onto the show, as we do in every episode. Angela Hansen is here. Angela, welcome to the show. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Now, Angela, you have a somewhat unique history <laughs> with Sailor Moon that I would like to hear you talk about. So what is your history with uh, our favorite moon pudding? Well, if you go back to the beginning, I was when it first started airing in America... I don't remember exactly. I was probably either like late middle school, early high school. So I was a little older than a lot of your guests. And I remember seeing a commercial and this was before I had been exposed to how batshit anime titles could be. So I was like, sail, like there's sailors, but there's some Cosmo stuff involved. I don't understand why it's called this. This seems dumb. (laughs) And I just, I promptly ignored it. Then, like, I think I was, it was my senior year of high school. My friend Jeff showed me, uh, they started coming out with the Tokyo Pop manga releases. And I was like, oh my God, this art, this is beautiful. Uh, I was really captivated by Naoko Takeuchi's artwork. And from then I did start watching the show and I was like, oh, this is actually really fun and charming. 
I first seen that it was, you know, with many people, it was my gateway into anime. When I hit college, you know, I joined, I was a founding member of our college anime club, which led to me when I graduated. Uh, I was, an, I became an intern and then later an editor at Anime Insider Magazine. So I was a professional anime journalist uh, for about four years as my first job out of college. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was it set up interesting expectations career-wise, I guess. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> Ask them. Go, go uh, ahead. First of all, like, you were a founding member of your college anime club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and when was this, if you don't mind sharing the <laughs> so old. Um, I started college the fall of 2000. Okay. So I think that was actually also... Um, because you guys referenced an air date in like the last episode. So I think that was also the year they started airing supers. Like they, you know, they'd been on the air and then stopped airing and then Cloverway got yeah, it. So I think right. that was like the, I started watching like the first run. Uh, was last week the episode where I found out that it aired on Halloween and could not stop laughing? It was last week or the one before yeah. I was listening. No, it was last both. week. This uh, this <laughs> yeah. week's episode aired in America on November 1st, so 2000. So yeah, it's almost Christmas. <laughs> Nope. Yep, I knew it was coming. Yep, there we are. Yeah, just had to scroll over. What was Christmas, Jordan? Jordan, why no, do you have the Christmas spirit right now? Uh, because it is not almost Christmas in real life. It's spooky season. Do, wh- what do you mean? Like, I, I guess that's true. It's almost Halloween. Right. I, almost I, Halloween. Means over it's this weekend, Christmas. we bought a Halloween costume for Darian. Oh, what'd you get? We got him a, uh, a Winnie the Pooh costume. Oh my god! How did you not get him a little tuxedo? He's he, you. You named him Darian. I know, but uh, it's you have right. a podcast to think about, Jordan. Oh, that's true. But he's going to be Winnie the Pooh, and he's going to be really adorable. So here is my second question about Angela's career as a <laughs> anime journalist, anime insider. That was a uh, that was part of the Garam Shamus Empire. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Yeah, when I first started, the first year I was kind of like a paid intern, and it was like 90% of the time it was for Anime Insider. I did a little work for Wizard, and you know, we're all in the same offices, yeah. and there was not a very big office. We were like on top of each other. I mean, I have I have so many questions about what that was like, <laughs> but I think like, that is beyond the scope of this podcast. Oh, yeah. I Well, I can tell you this. Uh, when I got laid off, I did sign a non-disparagement clause oh. so I could get severance. <laughs> it's, it's probably a lovely t- place to work then. I, honestly, the work was great. Like the, all the editorial people are some of my favorite coworkers. Lovely people. Like I was in my editor's wedding <laughs> we're still really good friends wait did you know the the folks at wizard as well like because then we might we might have uh friends in common a bunch of those wizard folks ended up at marvel yeah I'm, i mean i'm sure we do like most of the wizard ones it's more like facebook friends now sure gotcha 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 so you said um jordan that uh, a lot of uh ex-wizard people wound up at marvel i know a lot of people who yeah. used to freelance for the wizard magazines uh ended up like doing comics journalism around the time that i was for like comics alliance and and then you know cbr and newsarama places like that but i'm very curious what was your experience like covering anime and like what and when was this when was would this have been um i think I graduated college in 2005 and I moved out there that fall. And so I think it was like 2005, 2009. 
Okay, so absolutely when I was working at the comic book store, reading Anime Insider uh-huh. to get tips on cool shoes from Japan. And you probably read stuff I wrote. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm sure I did. Did you ever get to cover anything Sailor Moon related? Not really, um, because it... That was it, in the dark it, times? Yeah, it had kind of come and gone, like, when Sailor Moon was still being covered, because I know it was at least on the cover of one issue, they didn't really understand anime at Wizard, uh, especially at first. Like, I know Rob Bricken had to kind of fight for to make some changes to make it suit the audience more, which is not the same as the comics audience. Yeah, I don't think I ever really wrote anything on Sailor Moon, like, might have referenced it. But, like, the when I came on, like, the big series were, like, Bleach, uh, Naruto, some uh, Nana was, like, a big shoujo comic coming out then. So, like, I held it close to my heart, and it certainly informed me and my experience there, but I didn't write too much about Sailor Moon. Did you, like, because you were doing... Like, I'm, I'm sure that it was like me in comics and probably Jordan in comics, too. Like, I know you've got you've got stacks that you'll occasionally just clear all out in one day, Jordan, uh, of, of stuff to sure, read. Sometimes, yeah. When you were like working professionally with anime, like did like did you ever take time to like go and watch stuff for fun? Yeah, like honestly, I did more then than I did for a long time afterwards just because you know when it ended i was like oh i need to it, you know I, it was like it sucked that i lost my job so i kind of wanted to get away from that but now me and anime were good again uh but we used to have uh maybe once a month or so we would take a working lunch and we would watch a few first episodes of series uh that we had in, like oh, the man. anime library yeah it was pretty fun and sometimes we wouldn't you know, follow up on that independently. Like, I know I had to do an episode guide of Full Metal Alchemist once, so I did get paid to, like, marathon the series, Ooh, <laughs> the, the 2003 one. And we all had kind of diverse interests. So, be, you know, there would be some series that I didn't know about. Like, I still don't – I only know Naruto stuff from Osmosis because uh, it just – bored me to tears but you know i but i did like bleach so i guess that was my shonen series of choice um so between us and the freelance team like our expertise spanned pretty much everything i keep threatening slash promising that uh every every january 1st i say maybe this is going to be the year i get into dragon ball (laughs) it's it's been a thing i've said for 10 years now and i do i probably should report uh, a friend of the show kel mcdonald did actually for my birthday in August get me Dragon Ball Volume One, so this is going to be the year I get into Dragon Ball, everybody. Uh, in September, about book or 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 video, uh, the manga, manga, manga. Yeah, I'm sure you could turn that into a column or something, right? Uh, I could probably turn it into a podcast because <laughs> I have a lot of experiences. You might know doing an anime podcast, Jordan. I'm going to call it Dragon Ballers. That's a really good name, <laughs> actually. <laughs> I wish you hadn't put that in my head now. I have to Google it and see <laughs> if that exists. Yeah, Surely it might. It That's the only problem. Probably call it capsule reviews. Um, <laughs> so, Angela, what was your, like, did you kind of go away from Sailor Moon and then come back to it because it wasn't an active property at the time? Um, A little bit. Um, I think, like, it was very convenient to me watching it in college because most of my Sailor Moon watching experience is, like, I've seen much more of the dub than I have the sub. So, you know, it was airing on Cartoon Network every day, and I generally didn't have classes around that time. So I watched it a lot then, and, you know, it would rotate 
Um, I think I, when the box sets came out, the first sub box sets, I watched some more of it again. Like I didn't buy those, but I think I mooched off of a friend a little bit, <laughs> but yeah, it did go away a little bit just cause you know, like life moves on. There's a lot of stuff to read and watch, but, uh, it was always like, you know, my starter series that I, that I love. Yeah. I, I, I always still loved it pretty dearly. Yeah, I think a lot of us, I mean, we've talked about this in the show with a lot of our guests, you know, we we all, of a certain kind of guests, we all kind of had that experience of Sailor Moon just wasn't around mm-hmm. for yeah. 20 years. Yeah. And then uh, all of a sudden it was back and we have all of it now, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. Except, that, uh, it, except that it turns out there's like whole seasons that aren't that great. <laughs> yeah, like I was really excited to get to me guests and I was like... Oh, but it's supers. Hmm. Yeah. This is my least favorite season because I, I pretty much hate Pegasus and everything related to him. <laughs> yeah, Pegasus is bad. Yeah. Like, can, can we go ahead and say that, everybody? Pegasus is bad. Pegasus is real bad. Is supers worse than R? I don't know. I, I remember R being really good. Yeah, me too. R is pretty great, right? <laughs> yeah, R is great, right? <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm scared to go back to it now because I remember liking it a lot. Like, <laughs> like I'll tell you this. I'm I'm all on board the miracle of romance just because I, I yeah. love the ridiculous drama of it. It's great. <laughs> and I think I was colored. Like, I think my very first Sailor Moon episode was the one where the, uh, Tuxedo Mask and Sailor Moon, like, find out who each, each other are. And the rainbow crystals reveal the silver crystal. Crystal clear romance was yeah. your first? Oh, my God. That's I'm, awesome. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, the one with the infamous, oh my god, he really is Tuxedo yeah, Mask. Yeah, this is the best line delivery in the entire series. Um, and I was like, hot damn, I don't understand what's going on. But this is really dramatic and entertaining. I gotta find out more. Because I, mm-hmm. when I was looking at the comics, I was just kind of flipping through and I thought it was very pretty. But mm-hmm. I didn't really get a sense of the plot. And then I watched that episode and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. So yeah, I guess that leads us into our usual round of questioning. So you, you are a... You are our pro miracle romance. Yeah. yeah, I just kind of ignore the stuff I don't like. Like I'm, it's weird that he's so much older, but I just mentally shuffle it off to the side. It's like I don't know why they made that change. Very, it's very, it's. I love the anime. Obviously, yeah. I've been here 155 episodes. Yes. Uh, but they did make some changes, didn't they? Mm-hmm. That none of us really understand. Yeah, it's like he's like it's fourteen and seventeen to start in the manga, isn't it? Which at that age, that's still a gap, but it's not. You know, it's not fourteen and forty. Yeah, he's it's not a lot 40. easier. To deal with. <laughs> yeah, he's cannot. No, I'm pretty sure canonically he's like forty six. Um, do you have any other uh, ships? Hmm. Well, I do. I mean, obviously, I love Haruka and Mishiru. I don't know if I have anything. I'm pretty open-minded, though. Uh, I don't think I have any, like, stuff I like hardcore ship. But if someone makes a case for it, I'm like, yeah, I could get behind that. <laughs> I've made a pretty good case. Have you? For a ship. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm fairly neutral on that, but it's, like, not because not not because of any lacking in the ship itself. But uh, I feel really bad saying this, but Ami is my least favorite. <laughs> okay all right hang on have we ever gotten an ami is my least favorite senshi jordan that you remember um not that i can recall but listen i get it i don't i don't hate her she, i just like everybody else better yeah yeah i mean again ray is my least favorite but i can understand ami being your least favorite she's 
very into math and she's kind of boring and she's kind of the least friendly and mm. most of her spotlight episodes are bad yeah <laughs> fortunately i don't yeah. know i like her i like her a lot i like them all a lot yeah really. they're all great they're all your favorite yeah. as you yeah, know none of them are none of them are bad yeah i just like the other ones <laughs> what about chibi it's hard to say because it's so colored by me hating Pegasus and everything <laughs> involved in there. So I like her better in the other seasons. She's she's all right. I don't love her. Um, like her being kind of a brat in R, I think works more for me just because this poor kid has gone through a trauma and is in a really tough situation. Mm-hmm. So I'd say neutral on Chibi. I like her more outside of Supers. Wait, a lot we, of neutrality. Come I know. Through. I feel like uh, <laughs> I can talk about who I do like. Well, yeah. So I was like, about to say we 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 know who your least favorite scouted. Who's your favorite? Yeah. Well, I used to like bounce around kind of a lot. Like I loved Jupiter because I super love her outfit. I love that she's tough and can kick butt. But it's you know she can also be a cool girl too. Like it's, like she's she's not like oh I have to be tough and hardcore all the time but it's like i can kick ass and like cooking and things like that like that's awesome i like sailor saturn just i liked her whole aesthetic a lot i think that was more like i like the glaive and like the purple and the (laughs) hairstyle but i think ultimately i have over time i settled if i think about like who i want to watch the most like you know where i just want to see what they're up to it's definitely usagi because she's so great and she and she makes everybody else like she takes characters like I might not have liked as much on their own, and you know they, she makes me like them more. Like put it, everyone interacting with Yusagi is fun. There is yeah, there is no character on the show who is not better interacting with Yusagi mm-hmm. than possibly first season Ray. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, because like that was that was our big difficulty with Ray. She was so mean for so long, mm-hmm. yeah. and a lot of Ray, Ray fans did not like this show because we were so mad. <laughs> so I uh, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast or not previous episodes, but I I did an uh, another podcast in between episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. I was a guest on a show called Don't Mind If I Don't, and uh, he had me on because it was about Sailor Moon. And he doesn't like Sailor Moon. He was like, I don't care about Sailor Moon. It's, it's, it doesn't interest me at all. And he had me and, and another and a woman on to talk about why he should like it. And uh, it was a lot and, of fun. And we talked about how your answer should be, you shouldn't. Yes, and I did say that. Uh, and everybody laughed and it was fun. But uh, we talked a lot about it. I do recommend the episode. It was super fun. Uh, we had a great time. I think anybody who likes the show will enjoy listening to that episode. And maybe they'll find a whole new podcast they love. Because uh, Aaron is a great guy. Aaron Gold, who does it. But... The one thing that really bummed me out was both the other guest and him, once we got into it, were both just like, oh, yeah, Usagi sucks. We hate Usagi. Unbelievable. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, you know, opinions can't be wrong, but that's wrong. Yeah. Now, I did realize after the fact, I was thinking about what episodes we had him watch. And we had him watch the first episode. We had him watch Crystal Clear Destiny. And we had him watch the, two, the last two episodes of season one. And then he also watched Sailor Moon R movie. Now, I realized all four of those episodes are like episodes where she cries a lot. <laughs> yeah, but if you don't like the R movie, I, I feel like you just don't like Sailor uh-huh. Moon. It's a toughie. It's a toughie. Like, the, like, she, like she goes full on space goddess in the R movie. <laughs> 
She does. She and does. then it ends, presumably, with everyone dying in space, if you don't know that there's more show that comes after that. But I was definitely sad. I was sad that everybody hated Sailor Moon. It was a bummer. Uh, anyway. Oh, I do want to add, like, I, but I, along with these doggy, it's like, me either tied or maybe slightly less. I do really love Haruka. I love the how they explore like the different like her full, their X Force philosophy is so different. Yep. But yep. it's really interesting when the, you know they clash, but they still have you know the same goal and they're still connected. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm looking forward to them eventually coming back too. Oh yeah, yeah. I agree. That said, everybody pe- people love X Force so much. People love X-Force, and I get it, because they're cool and seductive. But let's not forget they were wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody needed to die. Well, this, okay. this actually ties in a little bit, because I was thinking about, like, why I don't like Ami that much, uh, aside from, you know, the, some of the boring <laughs> things referenced. I also, <laughs> I really like characters that are just kind of trash bag messed up <laughs> Ami has her <laughs> shit together too much <laughs> so i think that is that probably ties into it too yeah she has goals <laughs> she has a career plan they're all gonna fail though sorry sorry ami how dare you it's well it's, it's her true. dreams She's... and as we all know <laughs> they've got so many and they're so beautiful uh Hey, speaking of which, we should yes. probably watch this episode. Uh, yeah, like I can't help but feel that was a little pointed, but sure. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into it. Let's get into episode one hundred and fifty-five. This week, oh, <laughs> yes. this is going to be amazing. Is it? Trying to get you to guess the name of the episode you haven't seen. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's all I have to do is watch half an hour of television a week. (laughs) And I didn't make it this time. And that's the level of professionalism you expect from Sailor Business. Uh, We are going to be watching. (laughs) We're going to be watching Overcome Your Fear, The Jump to Freedom. It's episode 155 of Sailor Moon Supers. It was written. By Megumi Sugihara, uh, directed by Konosuke Uda, and the animation director was Miho Shimogasa. Uh, Megumi Sugihara, of course, we have seen in so many episodes. Uh, Dream of a White Dress, Usagi Becomes a Bride, uh, The Last Sailor Senshi, Sailor Venus Appears. Uh, let's see, any uh, The Graceful Genius Michiru It was oh. one of hers. So lots of good stuff. Uh, Jordan. Yeah. Well, uh, the, get ready for that streak to be broken. <laughs> oh, wow. Yikes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to... Now, I will say, I'm looking at Wikimoon, uh-huh. and there's a picture for this episode, and the caption yeah. is, Chibiusa wins the school race, and I feel like I just got spoiled. No, no, no. no it's fine. Okay. Okay. That doesn't really... So, okay. What is a more... You didn't even let me do uh, the introduction to this bit. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Did they, did Cloverweight change the name? Yes, they did. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> what's a more number. like professional sporty word for jumping? Uh, leap. But like, uh, like if it was in the Olympics, maybe they would usually call it jumping, like the long. What jump. else? Okay, a, jump. a different one, a different thing. The high jump related to jumping, related to that. They're all called jumps, Jordan. I don't know what to like, tell you. Well, there's another one because I'm thinking of one. Hurdles? 
Close. It involves an object. Pole vault. Half of that? Vault. Okay. Okay. Vaulting. Vaulting. And then you like your alliteration because you're at Cloverway. Okay. Vaulting villains. No. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to give Vaulting you that victory. there's two. Well, yes, there's a two in the middle. So, Vaulting to victory. There you go. Yeah. Got it. Nailed it. Didn't even have to watch the episode. Nailed it. <laughs> Unstoppable. <laughs> yes. So now you don't have to ever watch the episode again. Yeah. At least until it gets good. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Let's do this. All right. This episode aired on November 1st, as previously discussed, in America. But when did it air in Japan? Oh, yeah. I usually say that. It aired on December 2nd, 1995. You know what that means. Are we going to do this again? <laughs> It's almost Christmas, short. That's legit. I actually, it's legit this time. You should just be glad it wasn't Evanescence again. Oh, jeez. Still here in the soundboard, ready at any really? moment. Is it really? It's right next to the eye catch. So if I, yeah. I might hit it by mistake. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I'll try to find a place where somebody needs to wake up and I'll let you, I'll cue you. Where somebody needs to what? Wake up. Oh, sorry. I, did, I just didn't hear you that last time. Yeah, okay. So I know here's what I know going into it. We've done a Momo episode. Yeah. So now we're doing the other kid they hang out with. with How did you know that? Because like I because I saw I watched the the next episode teasers. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I don't usually watch them. Too many spoilers. Yeah. Like the titles of the episodes. (laughs) Spoilers for the episodes (laughs) that came out like 20 years ago. Yeah, I was telling Aiden tonight, I was like, hey, I uh, I haven't watched the episode. Like, I got I got 10 minutes before we're supposed to start recording. I don't think I'm going to make it. And she's like, there's a monster. They beat it with the power of friendship. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. You, yeah. you guys, you saw it. You, you really did see it. Yeah. Um, so here's how this episode begins. It begins with Madame Zirconia upset because the Amazonist Quartet are not around. So she starts yelling, where is everybody? Uh, and the answer is... They're playing hide and seek. Okay. No, I noticed they're playing hide and seek with some equipment that is not usually involved in hide and seek. Are they? What, what equipment are you referring a to? A butterfly net? net? Yeah. That's how when you when you find someone, yeah. you slap a net over their head, right? You got a net on. I feel like it's left me with so many questions, but I'm not sure I want the answers to any of them. They call uh, Madame Zirconia grandma, which she is very offended by. <laughs> and then my favorite part is so this is they give uh, zircon gives them a picture as always and they actually start raising the point that i raise because zirconia is giving them shit going when are you gonna get me this fucking mirror and they're like okay asshole like give us a picture of somebody who has the goddamn mirror in it how about wow, that the dialogue in this episode is just a hard <laughs> r <laughs> yes this is a exact verbatim quote but when they say that uh my favorite part being zircon gets real nervous he gets he it gets freaked out as a flying eyeball (laughs) just one more time it it gets freaked out and is very upset and nervous that it's going to get uh in trouble for doing a shitty job and it literally spends its time cowering behind zirconia's head honestly it's really cute (laughs) horrible the eyeball is sweating it's sweating uh yeah um so it's it's Zircon's fault, right? Like yes. Zircon's the like the weak link in this chain. Zircon's yeah. the one fucking up. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah, and, and 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 again, I go back all the way to the Amazon trio. It's not their fault. They didn't have a picture of the person they were actually meant to 
be finding. Very true. Very true. And as we know, a couple episodes ago, they almost caught her. (laughs) Yeah. Had her in the dentist chair. Because they abandoned the picture model. (laughs) It is decided that it will not be any of the Amazonas Quartet that we have seen before. It's going to be a new member, Jinjin. And because she doesn't come out. It's because she doesn't come out of hiding. They abandon it to her, right? (laughs) Yeah. Because I like them because they are well aware that this is a shitty job. Yeah. That they have. They have no interest. They 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 have massages to get. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Like I think I have in my notes. Like, why did you give this job to Instagram teens? Because yeah. <laughs> they would absolutely be more into like taking the perfect selfie than any of this bullshit. Like again, I I really hate thinking about how old they are because because then they dress the way they dress. They're, are they the same age as Chibi? Is that what's going on here? It's who knows at this point. Time is an illusion. <laughs> Honestly, I, I would, t- I would yeah. confess I was a little worried when I saw who the target was going to be, and it's like tween boy, <laughs> evil villain who hangs around in tiny bikinis a lot. Like, oh, is this going to be like some kind of awakening on his part? And I was a little worried. It, look, Thankfully at least this no. isn't one that got to the the trio. Yeah, <laughs> we can all be thankful for that. Oh, hey, I uh, I learned something uh, between episodes as well. Uh, the Amazonas Quartet are named after the first four uh, asteroids discovered in the asteroid belt. Oh. Juno, Ceres, Pallas, and um, it's something with Ves. I, Vespa, Vesa. I, Ves, I don't know exactly. Something like that. But I was <laughs> no, I did learn it, and I tweeted about it, and I it was confirmed at the time. And oddly enough, it was because uh, someone referenced one of the or two of the things in the asteroid belt. And I went, wait a minute, those are the names of the the Amazonas Quartet. And so then I looked it up and uh, looked up the asteroid belt and it said, like, history of the discoveries. So the first thing found was this and then this and then this and then this. And I was like, that's them. OK, perfect. I love the names in Sailor Moon. Like, I have a very clear memory of my freshman year of college. That first semester, I took like a geology class. And I remember they going down this hall and I had all these like rock samples like labeled in the building. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, that's a Sailor Moon name. That's also a Sailor Moon name. Oh shit, it's a whole theme. <laughs> 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 I just didn't know before then. <laughs> but I found it charming. <laughs> uh, I think I talked about this last year. We when we were in Chicago for a couple of days and we went to the Field Museum so I could see my very good friend Sue, uh, who is my best friend. <laughs> Uh, they are a dinosaur, and uh, I they had like a uh, like a, a gems exhibit, and someone, some uh, museum curator yes. had uh, had put in one case, there was uh, zoocyte, malachite, nephrite, jedite, <laughs> and then a chunk of barrel, and I was like, <laughs> nice. I was like, I you could have played it off until the last one. <laughs> The last one means it's on yeah. purpose. I would want their autograph. <laughs> Be like, you are amazing. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's it's Vesta. I Vesta. looked it up. It's there Vesta. you go. You, now you've learned it. No, listen. Learning something doesn't mean memorizing something. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, it kind of does, Jordan. Learning no. something means you uh, get the information and then you are able to retain and recall it later. Otherwise, you just heard it. I learned 
that they are named after those things. I don't need to know the names. I mean, define need. You don't need to know any of this. Except, That's right. I mean, it could be argued that as the co-host of a Sailor Moon podcast, you actually do need to know that. Um, I was told it was just that we have microphones. It it was, and that's no excuse to do things like not watch the episode. <laughs> so we cut to a school fair where Speaking children which, are yeah. doing construction work. So, yeah, this is Chibi's school. It's field day. They call it sports day. At my school, it was called field my day. My school called it field day, too. Except that they're making a way bigger deal of it than we ever made of it. Like, they're making bleachers and stuff. It, like, it's crazy. Well, this is also something that comes up in a lot of manga that I've read that's set in schools. Like, the, the, the sports festival is always, like, a big deal in school manga. And maybe, like, uh, you could probably know a little bit more about that than I would, Angela. Because I've only read, like, you know, Azamanga Dayo and Sailor Moon. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it appears a lot. Like, it's always the sports festival or, like, the cultural thing like it, it it appears a lot like i have no idea how accurate it is to real life but it's it's a pretty standard trope i i like it i like them they usually make for pretty fun stories not today though yeah not today they they they, they love their festivals for sure uh but you know who doesn't love sports day is Chibi. she is walking out on the building sad and her friend green hair boy whose name i don't remember Kiyosuke. Good. So you're good for something. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> he, Kyosuke, that uh, was is like, like weirdly harsh. I know it was really, it was really bad. It was yeah, really a little bit out of line. Well, I mean, again, you didn't watch the episode. No, no, no. The point is, he's yelling after her. Hey, where, where, where are you going? You got to help out. Uh, come back, come back. But she doesn't listen, and she goes outside and runs into, coincidentally, apparently. Her mother, father, and their two of their best friends, not there to pick her up. Like yeah. they are just coincidentally going shopping. Mm-hmm. Just there to hang. No, they're just walking by. They're on their way somewhere better, and they accidentally run into their daughter and are like, "Oh, hi, how's it going? What are you uh, going home after school? Cool." <laughs> well, you know, Tokyo is so small. You run into people <laughs> accidentally all the time. <laughs> Have we talked about how weird it is that they sent their child a thousand years in the past to go to school? I think, listen, I think uh, probably all of society has stagnated and they really haven't learned that much of anything in the last thousand years. I wouldn't send a kid back to 1995 to go to school from today. (laughs) 1995. How bad would that be? It wouldn't be that bad. I mean, I guess they would have to learn a lot of computer stuff. Yeah. Oh, I guess, yeah, she's not going to know anything about crystals. Yeah, nothing about crystals. Dang. <laughs> well, I mean, some of the fundamentals got to be the same, like math. <laughs> oh, wait, no, they changed the way they teach math here a couple few years ago, didn't they? So, yeah, man, yep, imagine yep. imagine the sweeping changes <laughs> in Crystal Dojo. Yeah, math. once Ami's in charge yeah. of, oh, ma- of the ultimate math book. <laughs> uh, so they're all just shooting the shit about uh, what's going on. And all of a sudden, they hear somebody going, it's dangerous. And (laughs) Kyosuke, is that what it was? Yes. He leaps off of an elevated platform that the children are building, swinging on a rope, does a flip, and lands perfectly in a, a, like, athletic uh, finishing 
move where he puts his hands up and takes applause. Yeah, and you got to mention uh, Chibi's face at that, her expression. <laughs> like, <laughs> I haven't paused right now on that. <laughs> it's making me laugh just looking at it. It's the best face. Describe it. She's got, like, she's kind of glaring, but, like, one eye more than the other, and this frown, and she doesn't have a nose. Like, But it's, like, in contrast, <laughs> everyone else is super impressed and happy, which, to be fair, that was an extremely impressive twirly jump thing he did but <laughs> she's not into it very important to mention is that it, it puts up a disclaimer saying do not imitate this because it is dangerous yes which is very true <laughs> which by the way implicitly means anything else you've seen on the show over the years it's okay to do. do you can do those things because they didn't feel the need to to declare uh don't you know jump off of tokyo tower and all that stuff but <laughs> but this one you shouldn't do so obviously, he's a pretty good athlete. Then his gym teacher comes and punches him in the head. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't, let, you shouldn't let your children swing from ropes. You probably shouldn't let them construct scaffolding. Yeah, either. yeah. But I mean, you know. But listen, every once in a while, you just punch him in the head to keep him in line. By the way, everyone applauds him getting punched in the head as well. <laughs> Do they applaud Which... the... No, they, they applaud him swinging. They don't applaud the punch to the head. Yes, they do. They applaud him swinging. Then the teacher punches him in the head and says, don't do dangerous things, walks away, and they applaud again. Well, I guess you're right. You've seen the, you've yeah. seen the episode. That's pretty rude. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, no, not your comment. Them applauding. <laughs> no, no. I think they're continuing to applaud the stunt. But um, I think <laughs> say that this coach is drawn really weird. Like we see him from behind and his shoes are drawn. So it kind of looks like he has horse hooves. It's very odd. Oh. Oh, <laughs> There's a lot of funny drawings in this episode. Yes. There's a lot of weird uh, super deformity. Uh, a lot. So we just saw Chibi's funny face there. Then he, when he comes up and is like, what's going on? And they're like, hey, yeah, you're upset. Do you, what do you not like sports day? She, her expression is ridiculous. <laughs> and she's upset because there's a certain event called vaulting. And everybody's like, so what? You can't vault? And she's like, no. And and Usagi starts laughing in her face at her inability to vault. Just vault. What do you that's ridiculous. You just vault, she says. And like, come on, like she can vault. You know she can't. <laughs> I don't think I've ever vaulted. I we did. I remember doing that in like elementary school gym class, but not anything fancy. You just kind of pull yourself over it and hop over. It's not really that difficult. <laughs> so I, I'll tell you, I, I, I never had shame about this in my life until now. Um, but for the first time watching this episode and thinking about my past, uh, about like phys ed and, and field day and stuff like that, I was so just like proudly uninterested in doing it. Like I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Like, that was very much my attitude. And now I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, that was kind of lame. Like, I probably shouldn't have been like that. Yeah, here's a true fact about your boy. I didn't take physical education in high school, which was a required credit for graduating, until the last semester of my senior year. Because I just assumed they'd probably do away with that rule <laughs> by the time that I got ready to graduate, and I wouldn't have to do it at all. Honestly, that's the best time, though, because when you're, like, burned out and you got the senioritis at the end... I mean, that's when you want to do courses like that, where you don't have to work the brain meats too hard. Oh, 
it was also the last class of the day in the last semester of the coach's last year teaching before she retired. So I played ping pong for like a month. <laughs> but you don't mean like you had to take four phys ed classes at once or something, do you? No, no, no. I just, you had to take one. Oh, wow. You're lucky. We had to take like multiple years of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like we all like that was in high school. Like, no, I, that's what I'm talking about. I think we had to take minimum two years of phys ed, if not more. Wow. Like definitely freshman year. And I'm pretty positive sophomore year we had to take phys ed as well. Yeah, we had to do two years, I think. And I did like this several weeks long summer course to get out of it. Like you just do it for a few weeks in the summer and then the rest of your summer is free. And then I didn't have to do it during the school day. But I don't, I don't think that's standard. I mean, honestly, it kind of was sort of chibi-esque in that it was it was one of those self-fulfilling things. Like, I wasn't very good at the stuff, so I was like, well, then fuck this. Like, I'm not good at it, so forget it. Yeah, it turns out that I actually super love weightlifting. So I wish <laughs> yeah. I would have known that uh, when I was young and, and, and could have made a difference in the way I look. But You could have been a professional bodybuilder. Could have been. What kind of podcast do you think you would make if you had taken that path? Probably the same one. <laughs> I would just be stronger. So I wouldn't be making fun of you because I'd be scared? Yeah. You should. Do you know what? I, I lift weights <laughs> now, buddy. <laughs> You're far away. It's fine. That's true. So <laughs> so, um, so she's upset about uh, not being able to vault. And they're all like, you know, that's fine. Like, you can vault. And the thing is, uh, her bud starts being weird and being like, oh, what? There's a vaulting thing. <laughs> like, that's not a big deal. Anyway, uh, like, it's fine. Uh, vaulting is fine. I'm good at vaulting because everybody's good at vaulting. It's fine. He's not good at vaulting. Oh, no. Suspicion. Yeah, that's, oh, no. that's the secret thing. Oh, it's not even just that he's not good at it. He's got a secret <laughs> trauma, see. which I probably shouldn't be laughing at a child's secret trauma, but it's really dumb, yeah, so I'm going to laugh. So... Yusagi, I'm sorry, Chibi starts begging Mamo to teach her how to vault. And Yusagi is like, no, he cannot. We are going shopping. Is this is this a thing that Mamo knows how to do? He's he knows how to do everything. He's I mean, father. well, I guess it makes sense. He's always up on top of like fucking lights mm. and That's everything. And we never know how he gets there. Well, now we do. The, the curtain has been parted. <laughs> he vaults his way up there. So so but we get some awesome, hilarious animation here. Where they are like screaming at each other and exploding. I really like this the glow this colorful speed lines in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's like it's like it's like it's about to become a Dragon Ball uh uh battle until everybody just starts making fun of them and going, oh, let's just help her. How about we just help her? Don't worry about it. I will say I'm a little bit on Yusaki's side for this because if like it's not really clear if this is a date thing because, you know, maybe it's a double date because they have the other girls with them. But it's like if they've got uh, plans. No, you know, no, no. Jupiter and Venus broke up officially. Oh, that's true. You're right. I forgot. Well, maybe they're, you know, having that first can we still be friends after the relationship <laughs> outing. There you go. There you go. Uh, but like <laughs> if they have plans, even if it is just shopping and then suddenly it's like, oh, hey, let's do this. Like, I don't know. You know, don't yell at your child. But I, I would. I think she's entitled to feel a little bit miffed. So, but here's the thing that I don't get. Who gives a shit? <laughs> like, honestly, who gives a flying fuck if you can vault? Uh, I mean, like, if I found out you couldn't vault, Jordan, I can't this vault. This thing would be over. <laughs> I what, can't what vault. 
Oh, I can't God. bulk. Okay, well, I'm out. Bye, everybody. Ridiculous. Last episode. This is what I'm saying. This is preposterous. No, it doesn't matter. Like, again, even if you're good at something, by, by which I mean, okay, even if you're good at phys ed stuff, like you're like, you're you're really a great runner. People are going to go, yeah, you did a great job in the fucking running event. Oh, but I botched the vault. They're going to go, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Who cares a shit? You don't have to win everything. Like, I can see it a little bit mattering to the Kioske, is that his name? I don't even remember. I don't care. <laughs> uh, like, because, like, the vault is like a gymnastics event. And from the way he did that leaping twirl thing, he's clearly got gymnastics training. So maybe he he's ashamed. He's like, I'm a gymnast and I can't even do this one simple trick. So he is now on his own at the school on the grounds of the event after everyone has left and he's putting together the vault so he can practice vaulting and meanwhile oh which of the girls is this junjun junjun yeah junjun is sitting up on a fence uh eyeballing him let's talk about her outfit i like her outfit it is a pretty nifty outfit i'm trying to find a really good shot of it to describe it uh well it's she's she's got jeans She's yeah. She's wearing jeans, sleeveless uh, leather j- vest, jacket vest, uh, and like a. Uh, it's like a. a I don't want to say ruffly, but like a very loose fitting red, k- kind of tank top situation that like flaps around in the breeze a lot. Like honestly, if the if the sleeves on the red part weren't if they didn't look so torn, I would kind of want yeah. that top myself. It's cute. Yeah, they literally look like someone ripped the sleeves off violently. Um, but in addition, it's that combined with the fact that she like we've seen these girls like being very playful and goofing around a lot. This girl is fucking all business. She has this grim ass look on her face and she's wearing a leather vest. She looks badass, except for her ridiculous hair. Which I still don't understand. What's what's to understand? I wh- how and why? Okay, because like on some level you go, well, wait, why isn't she wearing her? I mean, it's she's not undercover. She's not blending in. She's sitting on top of a fence on top of a building, so she could be wearing her normal outfit. But then you go, well, that's her circus performing outfit. That's not her casual outfit. Like she's out on the town. She doesn't want to be wearing the formal thing, so she puts on her cool outfit. But her hair is still absurd in this ridiculous performer do you know that's fair Mm. yeah it's i i don't know though this is a world like kiosuke has green hair Uh, usagi has 12 foot blonde hair yeah ami's walking around with a cute blue bob who knows who knows if uh, jinjin's hair is normal it could also be a thing like we don't know how long it takes them to get their hair in those get-ups like maybe it's just not worth it's just not worth undoing it anymore. Magic can do the clothes but not the hair. Hey, I don't know how magic works. Magic has weird limitations. <laughs> I mean, we 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 still don't understand what is going on with their hair. Like are do they have like hard tubes that their hair is going through? Is that what those things are? Do we know for sure that it's even hair and not just like some kind of alien head appendages? I guess technically no. Are they aliens? They are aliens. I mean, they're not. Yeah, they're not human. So space. The the, the circus is from space. I can't remember. So there are killer clowns from outer space Jordan. in this show. Is what you're saying? Oh god. Oh. 
Now you're going to make me think about clowns. I'm sad. <laughs> All right. So he's about to run at the vault, and then we get the flashback. The flashback <laughs> to this important instant in his life. The first time he tried running at a vault. He was just a child, but he was already super athletic, and he was like, he was so brave, and he was like, I'm just going to run and do it. He ran, and he slipped, and he smashed face first into the vault. Yeah, just. I want to know, like, how short was he, and how tall is this vault? Yeah, I think it's metaphoric in the in the flashback because yeah, it looks like a, like a wall. Still, dang. <laughs> I don't know if this show has much of a concept of metaphors, to be honest. <laughs> because he's he's tiny he's like a baby at this time Mm -hmm. and then he has a fantasy of chibi finding out he can't vault and making fun of him or being aghast even though she just confessed to not being able to vault he's imagining how embarrassing that would be for him and everybody laughing at him right and he's like all right i'm gonna do this chris you want to say what happens uh no Okay. I mean, he, he runs like, at the vault. He runs at the vault. First of all, he powers up. He says a yeah. cuss, like I always do when I've got to <laughs> do something intense. I'm like, damn, got to hit these deadlines. Right, but, well, right before you lift weights, right? Yeah, right before I lift weights, I'm like, piss. Got to lift these weights. Uh, and then he just runs at the vault, and then he just, like, stops and puts his hand on it. It's like the major motion picture Stick It, if you've ever seen that. No, what is that about? Stick It was the first film written and directed by Jessica Benninger, who you might know as the writer of Bring It On. Uh, it's about the world of competitive gymnastics. You're going to be upset at me, but I've never seen Bring It On. Y- you- You're missing out. How many uh, Atlas Shrugged movies have you seen, Jordan? How many Atlas Shrugged yeah. movies? That, that's not a fair question. No, I, I mean, I feel like there's a very simple answer to it. Uh, three. <laughs> And I hate them all. And I hate them all. Yeah, but, but I mean, did you hate the first one? Yes. So and I did watch going. it twice. I watched it two times. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Uh, watch Bring It On. It's good. It's one of my favorites. I heard it's good. I've, I've heard it's. And, and also, uh, what's the other one? What's the other dancing? Uh, what's the dancing one everybody loves? Step Up? Yeah. I've never seen that either. Yeah. Bring It On. It's very good. Okay. Good Only show. Bring It On. Okay. Anyway, so uh, Jinjin is watching this and she's like, what is that? And then just to prove that, like, she's a step beyond, she runs down <laughs> like a like a rope and then jumps 40 feet and then does a, uh, I don't know, someone else please describe this flip she does. It's, I mean, is it a flip? Oh, 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 that flip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, oh, Jesus. Um, she bounces. <laughs> And then she like goes uh, f- feet overhead, so her head is down below, and she's looking back at him between her spread legs with her butt in his like direction. Uh-huh. It's ridiculous. And then flips, and then lands, balancing tuxedo mask style on top of a uh, jungle gym. Yeah, it's it's a weird long shot, and just it's just to gloat. It's just to be like, what are you a loser? Look. And um, she is an acrobat, a, tr- a professional acrobat, to be fair. Yeah, well, she's a circus performer, and she's worried yeah. these children are going to try and compete with his circus. Oh, yeah. She was like, what are they What are they decorating? Are they going to try to um, compete with the circus? Which definitely weirded me out, because I was like, are they actually concerned with box office? Like, I thought they were just here to take over the world. 
Maybe it's like professional integrity. <laughs> it's like it's not our like audience aren't audiences aren't our primary goal, but we are real good at what we do, and we don't want someone else like getting more views. Uh so these children. Uh, so so he's like, oh, you're you're good at vault, are you? Uh, well, and then we cut away to Juban Park, where uh, Usagi is the 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 vault. She's the vault horse. The vaulting horse. So everybody, as soon as you see her bent over, everybody knew what was going to happen yes. here, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, generally, not the details. Well, I didn't know, especially <laughs> I didn't know the details because they they take a minute before they, they really explain what's going on. They've got Memo standing behind her as inspiration. It's what he's good for. So that, yes, well, that's. That's actually true. So that Chibi will run and want to jump over Usagi to get to her beloved Mamochan. He should be able to just be like, now, Chibi Usa, and <laughs> then have her do it. Because that's his deal, right? Like, he's just like, now. He does try. He does say you can do it. Um, and then Venus blows it by saying, like, you're jumping into the arms of the one you love. Which makes Yusagi sit up and go, what? No. And they smash face first into each other. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how anyone of them thought it was not going to result in a, some kind of horrible crash. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty absurd. So uh, they cut back to the boy. The boy is smashing face first into the vaulting horse nonstop. Yeah. And Junjun is just ridiculing him. But she's giving him tips, though. She's trying. But he's so bad. I'm kind of into the tough love coaching here. She's like, uh, what is it? J.K. Simmons, right? <laughs> from uh, that from movie. I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. I, I, re- I, re- I think I read the Wikipedia summary, though, <laughs> but I didn't actually see it. <laughs> so, yeah, so, like, there's a part where she's like, I'll tell you when to jump now. And instead of jumping, he, like, slows down and hesitates and then smashes into it again. Because he's he's struck with the fear. He's so scared of failure. Like, you know what, Chris? Like, when you were like, I should watch this episode. And then you were like, no, no, I'm so scared of failing at Sailor Business. Uh, I you feel like if I was scared of failure, I would have watched the episode. I came into this with the confidence of someone who thought he could pull it off. <laughs> so far, it's a uh, middling success. <laughs> Partial success. I'm gonna say uh, a good. Uh, We're doing fine. Plus effort on this one. Yeah, you're do- you're doing all right. You're, hey, you're not you're not running face first into the episode, and that's what matters. So Junjun is like, all right, we're done here. This is it. This is over. Can we talk about Junjun again? <laughs> that's why we're here. Now, Chris, you, I, you you won't really have later of, in the episode as to help with the answer to this. But like, why the fuck is she doing this? Yeah, I would really like <laughs> to know that. Do we get an answer? Not really. Tomorrow morning, when they get back together, she says something about recognizing him from his picture. We'll have to look when we get to it. Because I was, I was going like, wait, what? Did she not get that this was the guy? Then why was she watching him? I think that she knows it's him. I, well, we'll see. Why is there a tomorrow? So Because she's like, let's call it a night. And he's like, no. Don't give up on me. My parents run a noodle place. If it's you're, we're stopping because you're hungry, we could feed you as much as you want. <laughs> what? But she's just like, all right, tomorrow, tomorrow morning, let's do this tomorrow morning. We'll finish tomorrow morning. 
she knows an act break is coming up. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I guess is our cue to go into our act. Is it break. is it time? Hey Jordan. Yeah. We work pretty hard on this show, right? Some of us. Yeah. Mostly Jake. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, he probably works the hardest, I think. Yeah. Sure. I we're I'm I'm like the face. Oh. Like, like the, the beautiful, beautiful face of the podcast. I mean, I think literally I'm the face because I'm on I'm on all the images as a human and you're on it as an animal. What is this weird? human versus animal thing you have <laughs> do you not think humans are superior to animals i now are you including yourself in that as uh, under the category human yes of course what of yes then i think it's debatable ah uh, hey Chris. yeah how can people support our show if they want to reward the hard work we do most of the time here at uh, Sailor Business Industries, LLC, Incorporated, LLC. All you need to do is go over to patreon.com slash sailor business, and you can kick in as little as a dollar every month or as much as you would like up to and even beyond $60,000 a month. Jeff Bezos, you're out there. You could do it. You could oh. do it. You wouldn't even notice. You could do it. You could kill our podcast like that. Yeah. Or, or you know, like... Yeah, I guess. I guess that would that's the agreement we have made with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but hey, I have a uh, I have an update for Patreon backers. Yes, yes, please update. Please update. Uh the pins are in production. <gasps> I have seen both designs. Chris showed me both designs. They are terrific. Yeah. Right now it's just the Act Sorry pins that are in production. Have we we said what they are, right? They're Act Sorry pins. If not, you just announced it. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, they're very, very good. We'll be posting the image soon. I don't want to post the image before we've got everything, but they are actually in production from the same people who got the uh, who did our previous tennis ball Sailor Moon pins. So if you like those, you're gonna like these. Uh, it is gonna be very good. It is once again a design from Katie Donnelly. Thank you, Katie, so much uh, for giving us that design. Uh, it's really, really good. I like it a lot. I think it's going to be a really cute pin. I think it's great, even though Luna is purple. Yeah, Luna had to be purple, though, because it's merchandise. Yeah. And here's the thing. If Luna's black, the merchandise looks wrong. Yeah. Well, if Luna's black, it's hard to make it look good because the line art is black. Right, exactly. She would be gray. She would be gray like she is in the show. No, she's purple in all the merch. Yeah, but not in the show. I say I'm holding a purple Luna plushie right now. No, I know she, she looks I, very cute. This way. I know the plushies are purple. I know. I'm saying the the show. Uh, anyway, it's an yeah. adorable pin. It's really amazing. <laughs> the puppet in in Pretty Guardian is also purple. That doesn't count. It's not canon. Why not? It's not canon. It's as canon as this, and way more canon than our show <laughs> our show merch. <laughs> well, yes, that's fair. So um, anyway, I will keep everybody updated. Uh, you don't need to uh, send in anything now because, again, we don't have the new pins yet. Not exactly sure when we're going to be getting them, but again, they're in production now. I seem to remember it took us a bit to get them the first time around. Do you remember that, Jordan? I don't. <laughs> okay. 
just if you are a uh, Xena business listener as well, the Xena pins are not in production just yet, but they will be soon. And they look great, uh, too. To let, yeah, they look really fun. And I wanted to let everybody know that uh, the Lunas were coming. Uh, I want to read an email okay. from a listener while we're here in the act. I'll break. allow it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I guess it's what I'm good for. Yes, you're learning. Yeah, well, learning doesn't mean anything. Words aren't what they are. You don't have to memorize oh, it. You just have to know it. I hate animals and babies. I love my baby. Yeah, well, good, good for you. Uh, we got this um, from a couple of different people, but Elizabeth uh, wrote in to tell us uh, about the cultural context for Makoto's new attack, because we had some questions. Was listening to the new episode about Jupiter and Venus getting a power up, and I thought I would write in to clarify some stuff that you guys missed. Always welcome and appreciated. Yep. Uh, so the five planets that are visible to the naked eye quite obviously have different names in every culture. I feel like this goes without saying. In the case of Venus and Jupiter, their Japanese names are Kinsei and Mokusei, respectively, which translates roughly to Metal Star and Wood Star. As a result, these planets are typically associated with metal and wood in Japanese culture. So for Makoto to have an attack associated with wood would make perfect sense in Japanese culture the way, the same way that we would associate Jupiter with lightning because of its association with Zeus from Greek mythology. Incidentally, the dual association for Makoto being both wood and lightning is much more overt and brought up much earlier in the manga. Uh, the other Japanese names for the planets are Suisei. Uh, where the character for, for Sui could also be pronounced as Mizu, which means water star, and Kase, or fire star, for the planet of Mars. Always wondered why Mercury had uh, water attacks, and now we know. All right, that sounds good. It's good to know. Yeah. Uh, do we want to do uh, a, a single? Well, uh, you know what Twitter we'll question? do is we'll just uh, go straight to talking about uh, a thing that was tweeted at us, which was somebody uh, tweeted us asked us, uh, in fact, it was uh, Elizabeth, uh, Instant Sunrise, asked us, uh, on the next episode, please have Chris Jordan and guests take this clickhole Sailor Moon quiz. Now, you told me you already took it, Chris, and I took it before the show. Oh, yeah, I took it as soon as I saw it. Uh, if you haven't seen this, the premise of the quiz is, I believe the headline is, you're not dating my daughter until you take this quiz yes, that tells that me which Sailor is. Moon character you are. Oh, I need this. I'll send you a link. I need to try this. <laughs> So it is uh, it is a quiz from the perspective of a very angry uh, father who you are attempting to date his daughter and he wants to make sure you're not negaverse trash. So, Chris, yeah, it's very funny. Chris, who did it tell you you were? Uh, weirdly enough, I got zoocyte. What? Yeah. You're nega trash. Yeah, I, I am not allowed to, to go on the date. Wow. I was I was denied. Okay. From China Jump Street. Of, what is the difference between what are the similarities, I should say, between you and Zoysite? Well, obviously both beautiful. Mm, okay. Right. B- both want to be uh <laughs> want to be surrounded by flowers at the moment of our, our death. Beautiful corpse. Yeah. Honestly, it's all it's really what I'm hoping for at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um do you want to guess who I got? Uh Artemis. Nope. Okay. I think it's somebody you like less. Uh, did you get Darian? I got Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. He said, uh, your Tuxedo Mask, not my first choice for who my little girl would date, but I could live with it. <laughs> wow, a very, uh, a very Kenji Skino thing to say. <laughs> right, I have taken the quiz. Oh, right. that was fast. Who'd you get? I'm Zoosite also. 
Hey, I'm delighted about that. <laughs> <Zoicide> <laughs> I was like, I always liked Zoicide really stuck out to me when I first started watching Sailor Moon because at first I didn't know about like the the gender switch they did. And I but I like in the dub, I initially I really liked Zoicide as a woman because she was like such an asshole. And it, at least in my experience, like female villains so rarely got to be so unrepentantly shitty. So I really appreciated that at the time, even though then, you know, once I knew why they did it, I'm like, that's not cool. <laughs> yeah. But but, but, I, but I always liked the character a lot. <laughs> I think you you bring up a good point on that. Like uh, female villains are so rarely allowed to just be villains for the sake of being villains. Uh, which is a real shame, I think. And I, that, I think that makes characters like Zoocyte and uh, the Baroness from G.I. Joe stick out a mm-hmm. lot. One of the reasons that the G.I. Joe movie is uh, not good. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm, I am very happy to be a Negaforce-serving dirtbag. <laughs> in, <this> part- <laughs> in this particular context. <laughs> uh, same. I wonder what all the... Uh, like all the results are. Yeah, I don't know. If you got a different result, let us know. Yeah, I would be very curious to know. And uh, thanks to Clickhole for uh, doing some Sailor Moon content. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, you, you guys should all take it. It's really humorous. Uh, it's well done. Love that Sailor Moon content. Although there was one part where I went wrong. Oh, yeah, it was uh, said something about Tomoe and a monocle. And I was like, he doesn't he doesn't wear a monocle. Well, he wears glasses that only have the one fucked up lens. Yeah, but they're still glasses. Yeah, well, maybe he's a madman and wears two monocles. Like, not <laughs> glasses, two monocles. You never know. I would not be surprised with that weirdo. Maybe he made, like, a sexy monocle monster, and that's where he got the idea. There you go. Sexy monocle monster. Maybe he had a monocle, made it into a monster, and then was like, oh, well... I guess now I'll get glasses. Yeah, I guess I just gotta <laughs> wear this one lens. I think you solved it. Accidentally put that in the oven, and now it's uh, super sexy. So <laughs> having a banner day here at uh, Mugen Academy. All right, let's get back to the episode. We've been here an hour already. <laughs> We come back to a picture of Mamochan. I'm so disturbed by this part. <laughs> oh, okay. Why? Because <laughs> Chibi jumps face first into a picture of Mamochan on a pillow and then starts humping it. It's the butt wiggling. Like, oh, <laughs> it's just like it's viscerally like animated. my shoulders are drawing up. It's real bad. Yeah, this is my first time seeing it. I no, no, sir, I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah, it's nope, it's weird. You. It's weird. She's not. Listen, I'm exaggerating. She's not humping it. Like it's. I don't think it's meant to be sexual. But they are still playing up this whole she's in love with her father thing, which is weird. I mean, that's some extreme waggle. It's it's the a butt weird is moving butt. back and forth. Yeah, yeah. And then when uh, Pegasus calls up, when Pegasus hits her with the U up, uh, she's like, she's like, I'm not doing anything, and she like quickly slides the picture of her father under her pillow. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't want anybody to know about that. Yeah, you that. don't want anybody to know about that. You shouldn't <laughs> want anybody to know. <laughs> so, 
uh, Usagi yells up, hey, we're going to be up in the morning to train you how to vault, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty much. <laughs> you, you got that one right. <laughs> and again, eye. I just, I, honestly, I don't so understand. Better. Yeah, she's got a black eye. I missed that the first time. I don't get why this is so important to everybody. Like, you, you just don't have to be good at everything. Yeah, I mean, like, th- that's easy for you to say, Jordan. I mean, you're not good at anything, so it's really easy. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> I want a chart of how uh, acrimonious this podcast has gotten. Because <laughs> I feel like it's getting a lot worse. <laughs> the longer we're here. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But it's all right. I want to comment during the scene, like, right before Isagi yells up at her. Is it just me or is like Pegasus being like real passive aggressive at Chibi? <laughs> like I mean, he's like, kind of like more than usual. Oh, oh, I wish so nice that you can fly free whenever you want to. Huh? Like I can just hear the size. Such a jerk. I don't, know, I don't like Pegasus. Yeah, I don't, I don't like him. If you like Pegasus, write in. Explain yourself. <laughs> Explain your actions. Uh, so we go back to the school. And Junjun is like really just doing some some hard training for uh, Kyusuke. I, I, this part of the episode, I do actually really like. I think it's a lot of fun. It's it, no, it's fun. It doesn't make a lot of sense. No. <laughs> like, like, does she does she know she's watching him to look for the mirror, or does she like just fucking off from work and accidentally? Uh, found the person that she needs to find i think this is where she says it where she she talks about it she says uh let's see what she says here she takes the picture out of her pocket it's crumpled up she looks at it she looks at him and she's like oh yeah 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 it, it is you but again that makes me go then what the fuck was she doing there if she didn't already know it was him i'm definitely sticking with the idea that she's like you know, my professional pride. I'm real good at this. I can't let some fuck up kid try and do this and be terrible. Like I got to step in. Yeah. Uh, so her big solution. I love her solution. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's the best. It might be the best thing that's happened this entire season. Well, definitely. Uh, this she's episode. Like, well, look, you're, you're clearly capable of doing the athletic part. You know, you're an all around athlete. Uh, so the only thing that's holding you back is your fear. So we just gotta get rid of that fear of vaulting. Uh, so she summons a bear and has the bear chase him and puts him in a cage. Yeah, he's in a cage. Yeah, puts him in a cage with a bear because it's a, a lot harder to be afraid of other things when you're in a cage with. A yeah, bear. this is like exposure therapy extreme edition. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. Uh, so he runs screaming in fear of his life. Does a perfect vault. Can I can I just say this bear is not very convincing? No. As a bear, it does look like a person in a bear suit, which is <laughs> weird because this show is animated. Yeah, that's true. He's an urban kid. He probably hasn't like seen a lot of bears up close. So so he does a flawless vault. He gets over it. He's like, he I just vaulted. But who cares? There's a bear. Ah! And then turns around and sees the bear's gone. Yeah. The, the real bear was the friends he made along the way. Wait, I mean, is that the is friends. that the moral? I feel like I have the moral wrong. I mean, in this. the sense that he thinks this is his friend, but really, it's a, it's a monster. Uh, yeah, sure, why not? She's like, yeah, it was an illusion. What's the difference, though? 
Anyway, now that that's done with, now that you've successfully done a vault, I'm going to murder yeah, you. Here, let me just uh, put my bikini on real quick so I can get yeah. this murder done. <laughs> what a weird show. So her specific wording is like, now that you have no more regrets. Is that supposed to be like, it's clouding the beautiful mirror or something? Like what? They've never what mentioned that before. They've never mentioned that. Like, so if that's true, that's totally new. Uh, so she, she does her trick shot. She knocks his mirror out. It's a pink mirror. I was really hoping it would be gold. Yeah, but you know, it's not gold, Chris. Yeah, I, I know, but I was hoping. So then they do something weird, which is all of a sudden, all of the scouts start transforming. Even though we didn't even see them arrive. We didn't see them see any of this. Yeah. We just hear them start yelling out their transformation sequences. And then we get the longest transformation sequence in the history of transformation it's sequences. It's a lot. It's a lot of transforming. I have forgotten. All it's six, been a while since seven. we've gotten like five in a row. Six. Six. Well, two well, at once. But yeah, two of them are the same. Yeah, it's the longest possible version of a transformation that we could get in this episode. And then they say she's a nuisance to the neighborhood. Uh, it's, that's, which is true. Yeah. So then they do their 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 speech, and then uh, Junjun replies with my favorite line in the episode: "You people just ooze out from anywhere." <laughs> Which is very. I kind of wish we were fully following the monsters this season. Yeah, like I think when I emailed you guys originally, I wanted something with the the trio before them because I remember liking those jerks. Um, but <laughs> but it was they were all full. But like I'm. Even though this is not a great episode, like I'm kind of glad just because I'm really enjoying everything with her so much. <laughs> okay, Chris. Uh huh. Prepare yourself. Uh, you, yeah, I don't know I, if you've gotten ahead. Yeah, I wish you would have told me that a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> uh, because I want you to try to make some sense out of this fucking monster that she summons. Oh, well, this is Tobikiri Dude. Tobikiri Dude. A- according to the subtitles, Tobikiri yep. Dude, the dream eating acrobat. Which, by the way, Tobikiri means jumping. So it's jumping dude. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a tough one. Because what he actually is, is like, he's dressed in this fur suit. Is he a bat? Uh, like a bat or like a flying squirrel? or But like, it has googly eyes. It's a, it's a fur suit. It's a fur suit that furries wear. That's what it is. It's a fur suit, but it's also a wingsuit. Yeah. yeah, and it the tail becomes a propeller, and he spends the entire episode flying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, why not? Yeah, like it's sensible. He's an acrobat who can fly. That's not a thing that I am. I they they call them flying blah blah blah, but they don't actually fly. They they just swing around on, you know, ropes. Well, he's also wearing like a harlequin headpiece. Yeah, it's very and oh, there goes the face stretching out of his tummy. That wasn't good. <laughs> Yeah. That was upsetting. Ate the ate the mirror. Ate the mirror. Yeah. Um, so then what he does is he flies around and he flies around so fast that none of them can do their attacks. Mars tries to do a fire attack and he flies by and it burns her her whole self. All right, this shit's hilarious, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jupiter tries to do one and she can't. Basically, no one can do anything because he buzzes them when they try to pose. Yeah. Genius. Brilliant. So the poses are like their weak points, I guess. So they're well, Chris. Chris, pause the episode. Okay. Chris, pause the episode. Okay. 
Can you figure out the solution? I assume it's just going to be they summon Pegasus. Yes, but they they can't because they can't. If they tried to summon Pegasus, he would fly by and stop them. Does he get hit with a rose? Like, is it any of these standard solutions to these no, problems? No, Chris. It is episode specific. Oh boy! Oh boy! I can't wait. I do. I do not know what I am in for. All right. Well, Chibi comes up with a plan. Hit play. Okay. All right. So uh, the monsters flying at them. They all scatter. Uh, Jupes is trying to hit uh, with with her attack. Can't do it. Uh, he's too fast. I can't use my technique. Uh, Junjun is just like watching, by the way, yeah. just hanging out watching. Uh, and Kyosuke is dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she she leaves eventually. Mars asks Ami for any good ideas, and Ami does not have any. Yeah, she's she's useless. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> she's just not good at improv. Does not compute, she says, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so Chibi says it's all or nothing. Chris, you got to know what she's going to do, right? Oh, she she, vol- <laughs> she fucking runs at him. She's going to vault him. <laughs> yeah, I this, no, this is great. This is great. She just fucking runs at him. Yep, head first. Like it has never occurred to them before. Just fucking run him down. <laughs> Go go hit him, and she runs she at him. She goes and, and him. hits him. Well, she vaults him. Don't I mean? Let's be let's be be proper. She vaults him. Yeah, but I mean, it is it is. She grabs his head and spikes it on the ground. It's literally just we can't hit him with our magical attacks. Let's go fucking hit him. And his expression is pretty priceless when he sees her running at him. Yeah, because that's not the way they're supposed to do it. Oh. I love it. I love it. I, this episode is actually, it, this episode is good, actually. What? Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of rethinking it because I watched this twice before we sat down to record. And I'm now I'm thinking maybe it was... To make up for Chris? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it was. We had a, a limited number of times to watch it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think maybe it's just the Pegasus stuff. And the butt waggling that's very disturbing. Like, when you kind of factor those in, that lessened the quality, but like, all this stuff is great. So, like, if we're going to just cut that other stuff out, you're right. This actually is a lot of fun. Yeah. Just fucking run him down. Hilarious. I love it. <laughs> and he comes, he, he his face smashes into the ground. He comes to a halt. And that gives them the opportunity to summon Pegasus and then do that other thing they do with the, whatchamacallit. The Moon Gorgeous Meditation. How did you sure. how did you lose that one? I'll tell you. So, like, I am sick of it. The one thing I like about it is I like the, the bell. Ding, 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 ding. That's the, that's the part I like. That okay. Musical riff. You don't like the cool-ass animation? That's fine. All right, so uh, all the scouts are like, hey, Chibi, you did it. Let's do this from now on. I hope from now on every episode is just like the monster shows up and fucking Jupiter punches him in the face. <laughs> They're like, hey, that's not what you're supposed to do. Hang on, hang on, hang on. They yes. are like, you did it. You were able to vault and stuff like that. Mm, I like my version better. But like, sh- she had, she has extra abilities when she's. <laughs> A scout, right? Does she? 
I mean, I would assume so. Like I mean, we've yes, seen them leap fifty feet fly. in the air. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but who's to say? <laughs> I feel like vaulting magic probably wasn't built into it. Um, you say that, but it is canonically one of Venus's powers. Yeah, well, but they all have different powers. That's true. That's true. Although she can do that power in real life too. They anyway. can sometimes teleport and sometimes fly. Yes, they, we have seen them fly. Or jump for a really long, 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 long time. Anyway, cut to the next day. By the way, uh, sports day, they fire off blanks in the middle of the city. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. This school, this elementary school <laughs> is firing off blanks. Yeah. They just take it really seriously. You yell go or you <laughs> blow a whistle. Mm, that doesn't seem fun. Okay. Uh, they also have a pretty decent crowd for an elementary school field day. Well, all the parents are there. I mean, Chibi's parents are there. Chibi's the parents are definitely there. Don't they have school? No, it's the you summer. Know, that's an excellent question. Probably. Wait, but well, not, you know, her dad graduated a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, in the 70s. Uh. Look, I love the miracle romance, but I'm not above making fun of it. <laughs> so... So she does a vault. She does a great job. It looks amazing. And there's that fantastic sign. Oh, yeah, about somebody having bent the uh, pole. It was uh, yeah. it was the uh, it was the ricocheting ball that did it. Yeah. Will the student who bent the pole turn him or herself in? Sign the principal, and has got this great angry face. Can you imagine? Come on, come on, principal. Somebody's gonna come in and go. I bent the pole. Like that's never gonna happen. Did you not uh, go to school with an? honest people like i did <laughs> i was a very good child i don't know what happened oh yeah you confessed to every pole you bent i never bent a pole i would never do such a thing <laughs> good uh, student a real ami uh, kyosuke is kyosuke 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 Anyways, i think he is not scared anymore he runs he vaults he finishes in first place he vaults so good. Which is good, because if he wasn't good at everything, he's basically trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The And um, that's the end of the episode. We did it. Got a red ribbon and everything. Good job. Red ribbons, everybody. Red ribbons all around. Those, those ribbons means, are but... really an interesting shape. Like, like we got the little kid elementary school, you know, track and field ribbons, but they didn't look anything like... Those are like little bows. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, we got like... Uh, little strip mm -hmm. like little yeah anyway yeah so that's the end of the episode uh and now it's time for us to talk about what we've learned oh, it's right. time for sailor business says uh angela we will start with you what did you learn from this episode i learned that the best way to get over a fear is to <laughs> go through a trauma and replace it with an even more intense fear <laughs> yeah. so i'm pretty sure he's scared of bears now you know, you're probably already scared of bears. They're pretty scary. Yeah, but they're scared. Like, that kid's probably flipping through issues of, like, National Geographic, and it's like, oh, shit! <laughs> and his, his heart rate's going up. It's it's a bad scene. Yeah, I mean... But he can vault, so it's worth it. Now he's scared not to vault. <laughs> I learned that if you are bad at one out of many things, then the entire many thing, many part event is ruined. Yeah. So make sure you're good at everything. Like that's why that's why when we do the Olympics, like people are really disappointed if they can't compete in every event. I mean, 
To be entirely fair, we do consider the uh, winner of the decathlon to be the world's greatest athlete. Yeah, the decathlon. But he doesn't also or or she doesn't also have to do every other event and be like, I mean, obviously, you do understand that the decathlon is 10 events, right? (laughs) Yes, but you don't win 10 events. You do them all in one thing. Okay. right. All right. Right. I don't know. I don't watch the Olympics. How about you, Chris? What'd you How learn? do you not watch the Olympics? Oh. oh, Jordan. Uh, I learned that if uh, Monster Attacks, you can just fucking punch it. Like, you can just hit it. I mean, yeah, it's like a shark. You punch it in the nose, right? That is true. That's how you're supposed to deal with sharks. Uh, also, get out of the water if that happens. Don't, like, <laughs> think you won. Don't think you won the fight. <laughs> you won't be coming around here again. Also, don't get your advice on, like, surviving shark attacks from a fucking anime podcast. Also, that's a good, hmm. that's a hot tip for everybody. It's not bad, it's not bad. Uh, yeah, so this episode, I feel like I didn't miss much not watching it before we started recording, honestly. It's not a good episode, really. Kind of got it all. I mean, I know you said you thought it was good at the end there, but I, I think you were joking. It's not that good. I do specifically think the part where they just hit the monster is good. Yeah, parts of it are good. It's just, it's very uneven, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like, kind of a nothing episode. Angel, yeah. I'm sorry you had to, this, this was your appearance. But hey, we got all that uh, fun talk about being an anime journalist. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm having a really good time anyways. <laughs> well, Chris, if you feel bad, let's have her back next week. You know, that's a good idea. Unprecedented. <laughs> but I think I think this time we'll make an exception. <laughs> uh angela before we get out of here would you like to tell everyone where they can find you online should you wish to be found you can find me on twitter at cookie farts <laughs> oh okay i have the most mature twitter name don't ask my thought process behind it i don't even know i think i was thinking of like you know donut holes like the tiny little thing. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, it's a really tiny cookie of cookie. Part. I don't know. It's just like 10 years ago. It's very dumb. <laughs> it's totally sensible. I, I think we're all on board. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> I get it. I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. But that's me. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at crackshot with a zero instead of an O you can find the show at sailor business and you can find Jake Mason, our producer at JJ underscore mason he does a ton of other podcasts that you can hear him talking about there things about james bond about pokemon about uh so many other things kingdom hearts uh power rangers a million different podcasts literally he's probably done a million episodes of podcasts at this point how about you chris probably yeah you can just go to the-isb.com and uh find links to everything i do there uh i'm on twitter but like here's here's the deal when you go on twitter just close it as soon as you see something that bums you out. You don't have to stay on there. It's real hard. Yeah, it's bad. It's a bad website. There are, there are sad parts, but there are such beautiful parts, too. Of Twitter? For example, <laughs> our followers and our beautiful followers. They oh, say such true. nice things to us, and it's wonderful. They interact with us. They teach us things. It's wonderful. That's true. There are good right. communities on Twitter. Uh, fair. But that's going to do it for this week's episode of sailor business we will be back in a week and angela you will be here with us to watch don't lose sight of your dreams the mirror of truth that's episode 156 and until then keep your mind on sailor business sailor.